This is the Baha'i Stories Shortcast. In each episode, we tell a story or two and then reflect on what we can learn from these stories. The stories are from Baha'i sources, but our reflections are purely our personal understanding. Let's start. So there was a time when Haji Muhammad had a business concern in Akka. Uh, so one day he was sitting in his office and the master arrived with an urgent instruction from Baha'u'llah that Haji Muhammad should immediately proceed to Jeddah in Arabia. He asked Abdul Baha if he could be permitted to attain the presence of Baha'u'llah before departing. Uh, but the master told him that there was no time and that the boat was leaving any minute. So he closed the office at once, and without paying a visit to his family, he boarded the ship, which sailed away almost immediately. Once on board, he realized that because of the rush, he hadn't even thought to ask the master for the purpose of his trip. But now it was too late, and he knew that Baha'u'llah would guide his steps when he arrived in the city. But the journey was fraught with danger because the sea was unusually stormy. The danger uh, of the ship sinking was in everyone's mind, except for Haji Muhammad. He was sure that the ship would sail safely to its destination because God had given him a mission, the nature of which was as of yet unknown. Soon after disembarking from the ship, he heard two people speaking in Persian among the crowds. When he approached them, he soon found out that they were Baha'is. They were Haji Mirza Haydar Ali, that illustrious follower of Baha'u'llah, and his fellow prisoner Husayni Shirazi, who had been set free from their ten-year imprisonment and were on their way to Akka. They were in need of help and guidance because this was this this was their first journey to the Holy Land, and Haji Muhammad immediately knew that that was the purpose of his mission. It was to assist these two souls to go to Akka, a task which he then carried out ably. Isn't that a great example of how with knowing that we have the guidance of of the will of God behind us that we will be guided even when we don't know exactly what we're supposed to be doing that even if we have this intention and will to to follow these commandments that we will be like put yeah kind of like trusting God and it would sort itself out and actually this is not the first time when somebody has been given a task without clear instructions uh, when Bob declared he gave Mullah Hussein the task of and delivered this tablet to a certain person and he didn't tell him who it was so Mullah Hussain just went to Tehran and through meditation and prayer found who he was supposed to deliver this letter to so that kind of is a strong story about you know trusting God yeah the influence of Abdul Baha is really interesting here that you have a person who's so used to trusting Abdul Baha that on this occasion he just completely forgets to ask why now, but this is, it's really fascinating for me because uh, for me, this story, how it relates to today life is that the perspective we have on what happens around us really changes how we see it and how we respond to it. I mean, when he was on this ship and everybody was concerned about it sinking and they were panicking and they were running around and really, you know, having death anxiety. In those times, if the ship had sunk, they would have all died. 
Haji Muhammad here is very calm, he's very composed because he knows that he will have to arrive to Jeddah, otherwise he will not be able to carry out his mission. So he has this trust that I will arrive. And actually, I, I read that in Revelation of Baha'u'llah in Tarzad's book, they actually said that because he had this conviction that I will arrive, he was not worried about the ship sinking. So he was quite relaxed. And then after a while, he was even starting to enjoy the panicky reactions of people around him. So here we have a ship full of people in the same situation, in the same storm. But the only thing separating those who are in panic mode and, those, and he, Haji Muhammad, who is in a calm, entertained mode, is the faith that we will reach our goal. That is amazing. I mean, look at the world today. We can be very disillusioned and disheartened about everything that happens. But when we have that vision of Baha'u'llah's writings being translated into reality and creating that wonderful world, that should give us a calm, that should give us a faith, that should give us hope that few are privileged to. I mean, okay, he has the faith, so that, that's a mission. But he doesn't have a clear reason yet for, so he doesn't know that, he doesn't know to a certainty that he's not supposed to die on the boat. <laughs> That's true. He knows but that it, yeah, that that, it would yeah. be, he, I mean, it would be illogical. But, um, <laughs> but him being so at ease with it is, uh, is not based on a lot of information. It's literally just his faith. Yeah, exactly. Because a lot, you know, in time, like in very tumultuous personal times, uh, what you think would calm you would be, if only I knew why this was happening to me. Mm. But that is actually irrelevant for him. Yeah, I, I, when you say it, something comes to mind that is, I think it's fascinating. This perception we choose to have could either make our life sweet or really bitter because we are encountering tests, we're encountering difficulties, we're encountering challenges. And if we focus on why is this happening to me, it's going to break us. It's going to slowly and gradually chip away every ounce of joy we have. But if we see these events as, well, they are there. Why? I don't care why they're happening. I don't care. But I see them as an opportunity for growth. I see them as an opportunity for spiritual development, for refinement of my soul and for coming closer to Baha'u'llah then these, all these moments are going to be these delicious moments that, like sweets. And the only thing making that difference is how is our perception of it? How do we perceive it? Of course, we cannot be lazy. We cannot just flee from it. We have to put some effort on it. But still, the way we perceive it can really make the difference between it being bitter or sweet. Yeah, the Definitely, same situation. Yeah. It's almost reminiscent of... Um... There's this story by Kafka, which is famous uh, as an illustrative uh, situation where there's this character who is on trial, but he doesn't know why he's on trial. And it's it's presented in, I mean, it, because it's Kafka, it's presented as the ultimate nightmare situation. It's, yeah. um, you're, you know, you're everything is at risk and you don't even know why and there's no way for you to defend yourself and it's like the ultimate point of um vulnerability but yeah, this is almost it's, it's a very similar 
sort of story of a person whose life could be in peril. They have no idea why they're there. And, but the perception is exactly opposite. Yeah, the yeah. one person is living under the illusion that he can get gain control and understand everything, whereas the other one has surrendered to the will of God and trusts Baha'u'llah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. The, the kind of the notion that, well, if only I knew why I was on trial, then everything would be fine. I would be able to defend myself and get out of this situation. Whereas for him, it, it doesn't even matter. Yeah, because there are also just so many questions that we can't under like know the answer to and why would we why would we why would we uh, like torture our mind with trying to answer these questions when we could we could do just what he did we could have faith that's what we need instead of torturing ourselves for not knowing things that we cannot possibly understand but of course this is not the same thing as to surrender to give up, right? To just say, I don't care anymore. I think what is going to be key is that this is also accompanied with uh, the perception that the mindset we have. I think that this Abdul Ba had has a tablet, a brief one, and it is so beautiful. He's basically saying how we should think in situations. Uh, it's it's a Persian original one. It's not being translated to English, but there is a provisional translation. Uh, the, the, the catchphrase of it, the, the famous phrase of this tablet is, uh, what grief then? And in this one, this is a tablet that Abdu'l-Bahá wrote to somebody who had been suffering quite a lot and is giving him the recipe of how to think. For instance, in one of the uh, references, in one of the t uh, verses, it says the waves of bounty each like, an, like unto an ocean, the sea of oppression, but a dewdrop. What grief then? It's kind of comparing that, put your focus on the magnificent, supreme splendor of the faith, and then everything else will fade in that comparison. Another verse says that the revile of the foolish, like unto the buzzing of a fly, the voice of the concourse on high, the call of the Savior, what grief then? So I think as we surrender to the will of God, we, we cannot surrender completely. We just have to accompany that with the right mindset. We're not victims. We are strong spiritual heroes of our, or spiritual in charge of our own spiritual development. Yeah, it's also... Um that uh, he would not have reported after this happened to him that he had suffered. Whereas, uh, you know, he probably would have t retold this story of uh, almost dying on the ship as this great confirming experience. Um, whereas there's a, there may be an inclination in another person who this happened to, who, who perceived the whole thing differently, of look how much I've had to suffer for the cause. There was that time that I almost died on the ship. Ah, oh, beautiful. But beautiful. he perceives this completely. You know what I'm saying? It, it yeah, reminds yeah. me of that other story and I, um, where, uh, you know, one of the ladies visiting from America, I think, to talk to... Uh, this same guy, Haji Mirza Haider Ali. He said, now here's a person who's really suffered. You should speak to him if you want to know about suffering. And when they went to speak to him, he, he said, I've never suffered. Do you know yeah. the story I'm talking about? 
Yeah, yeah, it's Haji Mirza Haider Ali. Really? She, yeah, it's the yeah, same guy. It's the same guy who was picked up in Jeddah. Okay, that's amazing. <laughs> so, in so, this guy has suffered a lot. I mean, I can't, I can't think of a moment until he came to Akka and was in the presence of Abdullah that he had not suffered. This guy is exceptional. And then, can you just imagine this American lady coming there and sitting and telling him about her sufferings? Can you just imagine his his facial expression thinking why are you telling me this <laughs> yes but tell the i mean for somebody who's not familiar with the story can you do you know the story no, so to tell exactly it? what you said so so she, this lady tells him that i have suffered this and this and this and then he and he basically at the end of it goes okay wonderful but why are you telling me this and then she says that abdulbar said that you have suffered a lot in, in and that you have some wisdom and he just looks at him, i haven't suffered I haven't suffered at all. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and he's genuinely confused. What's going on here? Well, this is perfect. I mean, if I had been in that situation, I would probably be telling that story for the rest of my life about look how much I've suffered for the cause. Yeah, so the suffering becomes one of the, becomes a pride in itself, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. This kind of impure perception of your own service. <laughs> So what we take from this story is that we should trust in God, but at the same time, we should not surrender completely, but we should have that trust be accompanied with a proper mindset. And that is one of the secrets of having a very relaxed life. And uh, if I can just bring it down even one notch in the A-team, for anybody who's seen the film, there's the moment where they're falling out of the sky in the tank. Oh, yeah. And uh, they're... They're trying to figure out how they're going to survive, although they're literally falling thousands of feet in a tank out of a plane. And uh, so they get a parachute to open and then they start firing the tank. And then uh, there's the mission control saying, what are they doing? Um, are they trying to shoot down the planes that are trying to shoot down their falling tank? And uh, the, the girl goes, no, they're trying to fly that tank. And they're in. And they, they, the video goes into the tank, and they're all laughing hysterically and having a great time. I mean, this reminds me of the early believers. They were often in a situation very similar to that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's a perfect. And it's that calmness. It's not giving up. It's not giving up, but it's trusting and then doing something about it. 